37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 25. And this one I'm pretty excited about because there has been a shit ton of news that you've all been missing out on, and we're here to give it to you. Buddy, Boom. you meant episode 95, not 25. We're, Was I say 25? Yeah, dude, we're way, way, <laughs> wow. way past 25 where there, did, brother. Where did I even wow. get 25 from? I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Well, welcome to episode 95. <laughs> <clears throat> and as I started to say earlier, it's going to be a fun one because we've just got a bunch of really wacky and crazy news to talk about. And uh, I'm excited to see where it takes us because there's some pretty cool stuff in here. Uh, yeah. Menagerie of things. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not waste any time because we just recorded two days ago. So I'm not going to, you know, say, hey, how's everybody doing? Word. Let's let's fire up the old Cadillac and let's head on down to Conway, South Carolina, where a guy was driving down the highway minding his own business when his windshield was struck by a flying turtle. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that yet? No. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Was it Michelangelo says, or Donatello? He says, I still don't know how, like, the exact angle of that tire for it just to fling into my windshield, says John Gardner, whose windshield is now shattered from where the tortoise hit. Oh. Basically, he was driving down Highway 501 in Conway near Lake Busby when a truck in front of him hit the turtle. It flipped it in the air at such a velocity and the perfect angle, it flew <laughs> into this picture. guy's windshield and exploded his oh, windshield. Poor turtle. Yeah, he says it's going to be about $2,000 to repair the damage because the wipers and stuff like that got all broken too, so it's going to be a lot. How big was this fucking turtle? Uh, it's pretty big. I don't know if there was a picture on here on this news. Yeah, look at the look at the news link. It was probably the size of a Frisbee or better. Jesus. Yeah, pretty fucking big. He says, yeah, I was definitely surprised because I like couldn't even tell what it was at first. I guess it's just a big black dot coming at me, and it's like, I couldn't move it all, really. So I was just like, well, okay, I hope mm. it's not too bad. Well, it's crazy, because like when you when you think of turtles, like you see turtles on the road. I've never right. ran over a turtle, you know, obviously not on purpose, but even by accident. But I know how people that have, and they've had blowouts, because them shells are ridiculous. That's like true. I never thought about the shell before. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, if you look at the at the picture... Of this uh -huh. turtle in the windshield, like it's clearly mm -hmm. that um, it wasn't crushed, so it might have the driver in front of him, whatever, might have like turned to avoid it, but barely clipped it to where that was just thing. barely flicked it, yeah. yeah. To where if it wouldn't have hit his car, it would have just tumbled around. You I'm know? picturing it kind of like a tiddlywink type thing with physics, where like it just clipped the edge and just caused it to flip up in the air. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've seen him be hit before. It's not very pretty. Yeah. It's Actually, if I see a turtle going across the street, and if it's not dangerous, I'll stop. Yeah. Like, well, especially when I'm at the lake, I'll stop and get it off the road. Yeah. I try to. There was a time where I grabbed this one turtle going to my parents' house, and I picked it up and took it across the street, and as soon as I grabbed it and lifted it up, like, 
a torrential downpour came out of this turtle. And I think it must have been rain collecting, you know, on the edge of its shell because it was like someone just like sprayed me with a fucking hose. <laughs> it skated on you, so, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means, but no, no like uh, turtle turtles. When I've picked them up before, they've they they've pissed just like toads. Yeah, it's like a defense, it's a defense mechanism. mechanism, but yeah. this was like a damn water balloon, like just gushed out. I thought you were gonna say it was a goddamn snapping turtle trying to take off my finger. Um, no, it wasn't a snapping turtle, but it did like stick its head out and then you know reach it all the way around the shell backwards and try to bite me, and I almost dropped it. But... Tried to give you a reach around, nice. <laughs> the world's worst reach around. <laughs> oh shit! Definitely an interesting story, though. Yeah, I I found that one right before we started recording. Shayla tagged me in it on Facebook, and I thought, what a great way to start the show. You're like, what? <laughs> right. But uh, from broken glass to glass bottles, this is kind of an update on an old episode we talked about. Um, at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, quote, the most haunted hotel in America, apparently they've discovered over 400 glass specimen bottles that were buried in the backyard of the hotel. So apparently the woman who does most of their landscaping was in the back of the hotel, uh, you know, in the back property using a backhoe to move some dirt around, getting ready to plant some new flowers and work on some um, different landscaping and apparently she unearthed just a treasure trove of these glass specimen bottles. And they're saying right now that they um, are probably from 1938 to 1940 from when, uh, what's his name, the creepy Dr. Baker. Yeah, hmm. the cancer, fake cancer doctor was yeah. there. Wow. Yeah, Norman Baker, who claimed to find the cure for cancer, you know, who was injecting everybody with a bunch of weird medicine and supposedly doing all these surgeries and stuff like that. How are they going to determine that if that's what it's from? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So we know, of course, they mentioned that when they took over the building, you know, when one owner went to the next and the next and the next, they did find different rows of jars containing supposed tumors inside of them that were down in the morgue where he would operate on patients. So if you do a little more investigating on this story, you find out that actually inside these jars, they have found perfectly preserved human tissue inside alcohol. And they're saying at least 20 bottles contain tissue that could very well have been taken from Baker's patients though they're not quite sure if maybe they were actually just specimens he bought for show to kind of add to that facade. Hmm. But they're um, after doing a couple tests, they're saying that they may have actually come across a few of these bottles full of his, quote, cure for cancer. And I don't know if we mentioned it, but here's a refresher. Back in the 1940s court case, when he actually went to court over this, you know, fraud, the cure, quote was revealed to be brown corn silk, red clover, ground-up watermelon seeds, peppermint, glycerin, and carbolic acid. And uh, that was sometimes injected into his patients up to seven different times a day. And then uh, to kind of answer your question, Steve, in addition to the bottles they found, they also found some 16-millimeter film reels one of them labeled as, quote, before Baker treatments. What the fuck? Yeah, so they're not quite sure if it's actual human tissue yet. It could be animal tissue or it could be just props they put together. 
but one thing's for sure, it looks like they're from right around 1938 to 1940, and that's during the time that he owned the hospital. I'm willing to tell. I'm willing to bet that they're probably real tissue because even though he was like a fake doctor mm-hmm. back in the day, like if you had actual specimen jars of like real cancer tissue, mm-hmm. like there was some good money in that because he could just sell that on the black market left and right and make some cash. Oh um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, That's where I'm looking at pictures of the bottles now. It's really interesting. Pretty creepy, right? We'll include that on the uh, Instagram page when we post this uh, episode. But yeah. they said the Arkansas Department of Environmental Quality and Arkansas State Police were called in, and the ADEQ took samples and said that the liquid inside is most definitely alcohol, so it is safe to handle. And they did concur that more than 20 bottles did contain what appeared to be tissue, whether it's human or animal, they've yet to actually determine that yet. But they said around 100 bottles um, were ruined where the alcohol had escaped through decaying lids, but those bottles, because they were covered in dirt and whatnot, actually could contain pickled samples of human tissue as well. Oh, man, we could have like a whole new cocktail um, instead of the pickled <laughs> oh, finger gross. drink. We had the like pickled, oh. pickled baker tumor vodka martini so did you read what they said that it could be too um well i read that it said that they were supposedly the former owners who discovered them said they took these to quote the dump and instead they just buried them in what looks to be possibly an old root cellar Mm -hmm. that they then filled in with dirt and so the uh the police ruled it as this is not a homicide it doesn't look to be foul play or even an actual crime scene. It looks like someone just dumped a bunch of trash that was then discovered later on. Awesome. And then um, the gentleman in charge of most of the tours, the actual haunted tour kind of, you know, um, manager, I guess you'd say, he said, I think we'll put these up as an interactive display of what we found. Of course the you inoculus will. inoculus stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that, why wouldn't you, That's right? all that hotel is. <laughs> yeah, <It's just> a, <laughs> the inoculus stuff. Yeah. And it'll be a part of our ghost tours. They said they haven't noticed any increased paranormal activity in the hotel since they discovered the bottles, but they'll keep everybody posted, and he will be bringing people in with, you know, the expert machines to make sure these aren't haunted as well. So uh, that's pretty fucking interesting to me. Pretty cool. Something we've all been to. Yeah. I think we, we, I don't know, we drive that far to see pickled pickled people parts. Yeah. I'd go there and when to go there again, I'd go check out the place. It's a beautiful hotel. You <laughs> right. walk by the room and you see, oh, there's them jars we talked about. Cool. <laughs> right. There's an infected testicle. Yeah. Well, there has to be more to cadavers and human remains than just pickling them in specimen bottles, boys. So here's some really fun stuff you could also do with dead people parts. <laughs> So it says here in this Ranker.com article that I found a while back, it may seem shocking, but throughout history, humans have been using their deceased in lots of unconventional ways. It's no secret that bodies were once used in bizarre early medical practices. Not many know, though, there are quite a few other modern products as well that are using cadavers. So let's go through here, guys. Let's talk about a couple of different things that people are actually using real-life dead bodies and their parts to create. There's a UK company, Human Leather, who actually uses materials from people 
Promise you have shit. Hell yeah. So basically, people have donated their bodies to this company to be then tanned and preserved just like you would animal leather and then to be used to create different pieces of furniture. Legit. They said, just like animal leather, products produced from lesser animals... Hang on, that's a wrong cadence. Just like animal leather products produced from... <laughs> What's the matter? You're like, wrong cadence. I'm just laughing because it sounds so <laughs> fucked up. Just like animal leather products produced from lesser animals, our raw human skin is transformed into the finest grade leather by using a traditional tanning process. However, human leather is the finest grain leather that is obtainable. It is free from defects. It has the smallest grain size which thus makes it the smoothest and softest leather on earth. Dude. That's just fucking creepy to yeah. me. Yeah, it's, it is it is creepy. Do you guys ever, okay, I think I've told you guys, at least I think I've told Sean about this guy. There's a mm-hmm. guy in El Dorado. See him all the time. He works there. He's worked there for years. And I don't know his name. I, I just, I guess I never really paid attention to his name. He, he, Gives me the heebie-jeebies so much, and I call him Lampshade because he just creeps me out so much that it feels like he's going to make a lampshade out of you when you look at him. Is he still working there? Yeah. Was he working overnights? No. He works during the day. Huh. And and it just gives me a really weird vibe. So every time I see somebody gives me a weird vibe, I just call him Lampshade. (laughs) Lampshade. I want to make a lampshade out of you. I don't know. Uh. That's pretty pretty crazy. I... What's more crazy is I don't think somebody buying that is weird. If that sounds if that sounds kind of fucked uh-huh. up, oh well. But the fact that somebody would want to donate their body to that is awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, I it all comes cool. down to your belief system. Yeah, but I, mean, right? I, I fully believe you can't take it with you. So. Yeah, like holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that probably stems from, you know, centuries ago when they would use people's human skin for different things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm sure there's human skin rugs and everything else. There are, there are curtains, you know. I forget what kill uh, killer there was, but he had made human skin curtains in his apartment. It's not pretty crazy that it's all Yeah, it's all I don't legal think they too. donated that skin willingly, but... Yeah, it says not... It says, we've had... They're not... They're ultra-discriminating. Uh, we have had to turn away some potential donors as we can accept only the highest quality human skin. Whose skin is anyone's guess as they can't legally disclose donors. Like, what makes you, your skin not worthy? <laughs> like, um, Honestly, probably pock marks and acne scars. Yeah, that makes sense. But Not that I'm an expert on that or anything. But we got pictures of this, what it looks like, the stuff looks no, like? No, but you know what? We can. We have time between now and when we post the episode. We can definitely find it. Yeah. For sure. But it's Steve, maybe, maybe you don't want to have lampshades in your house. That are made of human skin, but you might still want to smell like a dead body. So, it's gonna be an oh, oh, the death is a cologne that, that is made by the chemicals that are emitted from, I'm sorry, the chemicals that are emitted from human cadavers. The company, who is um, headed up by the chemist Rachel Burks of Doan College in Nebraska, says, we're really trying to mimic a corpse. We have to get... <laughs> we've got to get to the smell. Fucking hell, if I could just read. If we're really trying to mimic a corpse, we've got to get down to the smell. 
Nobody wants to be the guinea pig that spritzes on death cologne and then realizes it doesn't quite work. Dr. Burke further explains the chemical composition of how the perfume comes together. Putrescine and cadaverine are the main ingredients which are emitted early on during the decaying process. Both organic chemical compounds are produced by the breakdown of amino acids in living and dead organisms. They are toxic in large doses. They are largely responsible for the foul odor of putrefying flesh, but also contribute to bad breath and can be found in semen. Go on. <laughs> Methanethiol, which smells like rotten eggs, is mm -hmm. also added to the perfume to create its offensive bouquet. Steve, why, why, did, why did you perk up when he said semen? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> go on. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> go ahead. Why would anybody want to use this? This is like going to Walmart and buying a body odor deodorant. Like, that smells like body odor. Like, why would you? <laughs> what, what would be the point of this? I Unless mean, you were going for, like, total immersion of a fucking cosplay zombie or some shit. I don't know that it's supposed to smell like full-on, like, you know, rotting corpse. I think it's supposed to have just subtle, sweet hints. Have you ever yeah. noticed in books? Why would, that's, there's nothing sweet of that. I don't want to smell like bad breath, semen, and methanolol, and fucking rotten eggs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then why do you? Oh! <laughs> why does anybody want to smell like that? Well, I mean, you've read books before, like Stephen King and stuff like that, and a lot of times authors describe, quote, the sweet, putrid smell of death. And I'm like, you know what? I've seen and smelled many a dead animals in my yard before, and I can't say any of those things smell sweet at all. They definitely smell putrid, though. That's true, yeah. 50% right. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, and on another note, uh, they say that semen is actually good for your skin. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Well, then, um, if you don't want to smell like one, Steve, maybe you just want to put on some eyeshadow that's created from the dead bodies of executed prisoners in China. As it turns out, the fountain of youth may actually spring from the departed. According to The Guardian, a Chinese company is developing cosmetics made from the remains of prisoners, those who have passed on from natural causes or via execution. And they're going to market these in Europe. In other words, it says your next collagen treatment, facial filler, lip pumping injection might just be composed of a prisoner's fat. What the fuck? Creepy. Yeah. Mm. Well, the mm -hmm. amount of the amount of executions that they do over there is pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, you break the law. They're breaking their laws is a little bit more extreme than ours. <laughs> yeah. B bad news, Charlie. We're gonna shoot you up. Yeah. With yeah. Lethal injection. Good news, you might be somebody's wrinkle filler. But no, like their crimes. Their crimes that are punishable by death are pretty ridiculous. Like you steal that, something, yeah, true. it's it's nuts. Did we talk about how uh, there's a new app um, out in China right now that you can download? Uh, it's called Fuck Your Neighbor. Yeah, and it's basically <laughs> like you can report crimes. So if like your neighbor doesn't take out their trash, it's like you can report them, and the government can come and seize them. Or like Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's fucking. And that's it's ridiculous. like a point system too. So like the more Black Mirror. The more you turn people in, like the more yeah. points you get from the government, and like you Black get rewarded. Mirror. 
<laughs> so it's, it literally is a Black Mirror episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Terry, where did you get that sweet ass members only jacket? Oh yeah, yeah. I turned <laughs> Patricia across the street for not trimming her petunias. Yeah. It's like it's like the the weird uh, fascist war, uh, future alternate reality whatever of like the old nineteen sixties old ladies in, in on their porch. What's old Joanna doing over there? <laughs> like you know right. that, that shit. Like my grandma was like that. She'd know everything on the block, man. Knew what everybody man, was doing. Everybody's business. Your grandma would have umbrellas, frisbees, all sorts of shit. <laughs> all kinds of shit. <laughs> Only fifteen hundred so points. Yeah, I'll be damned. It's like the fucking Kool Aid points. Yeah, how many how many motherfuckers <laughs> I got to turn in to get the Kool Aid set? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of drinking Kool Aid, would you guys ever eat or drink dead people? I think we've already talked about this because we talked yeah. about uh, the uh, if you chopped off your foot and made like a taco out of it, would I eat it? And I said probably. Oh, that's yeah. true, didn't we? Yeah. Well, after we're done eating my my toe tacos, you might think, man, I really wish I could have some biscuits and jelly. Well, you're in luck because the London-based company Bumpus and Par is working on a jam called a cult jam. And they actually put a few strands of the late Princess Diana's hair into the manufacturing process. Soylent green is people. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly is people. Mm. Uh, they said while the hair does not come off of her remains, it is still a very big tip of the hat to the late princess. And the royal family is okay with this because, like, I don't know. Yeah, that, I, yeah right. That's what I, I was thinking. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. How do you source that? Like, uh, you go in there for a tour of the castle and steal a hairbrush? No, he said he said uh, he claims to have acquired the hairs on eBay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. The CNN puts it, what has started out as art itself has become a product of a lot of major retailers. And this uh, was in 2010, so I wonder if it, I wonder if it's still a product that's being manufactured today. <sighs> Ooh, that's a good question. You know what? We can put these things as, you know, uh, amended facts during the Instagram post. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've talked about the cured meat, the uh, the human sausage they were making, where they, uh, this says here, um, Bite Labs from 2014 says they would isolate human muscle stem cells and then grow that into the sausage they were creating, <laughs> thus making Italian cured meats aged and spiced. Mm. Out of actual characters, uh, or no, that's not characters, that's charcuterie or charcuterie, <laughs> charcuterie, whatever the fuck that word is. Would you eat Any my little. sausage, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what they were saying is um, they propose a James Franco salami, for example, um, would be smoky, <laughs> sexy, and smooth. That is James Franco. You're describing yeah, him perfectly. Yeah. What about what about baby Franco? Ew. Maybe like a little smoky? No, his little brother. Oh, I, I just I thought you were asking how to prepare it. A baby how do I prepare a baby Franco? How do you prepare David Franco? I would take I would take a day I would take a baby Franco little smoky, throw it in the crock pot, and add some of Princess Diana's jam to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my sausage would be dry and bitter. That's what Jeffrey said. That'll be cut out too. <laughs> <laughs> leave it oh. in leave it in but you know yeah. what <laughs> if if jam and sausage isn't your thing what about j-e-l-l-o it turns out gelatin while hugely popular in the culinary world 
is actually disapproved by a lot of animal activists. So a few researchers in Beijing University's College of Life, Science, and Technology have a new controversial idea that might not satisfy, but at least perplex vegans around the world. The plan? To take human genes and insert them into a strain of yeast, producing gelatin with controllable features. Featured features. The word features definitely conjures up, you know, some disturbing questions about what the fuck they're going to be using and the human parts involved. Um, it says here, human parts solidified in cherry jello. <laughs> but another purpose actually is going to be uh, to help reduce the risk of diseases like mad cow, which could still be present in the bones and cartilage made, uh, made into gelatin from those animals. I don't think America is going to stand behind this because we like uh, our yeah. Jello 100% authentic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea though. I mean, the you know, if all the horses and cows run out, then I still like how they use the picture of the blob because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Um, the next one we might finish up on here are diamonds made from the creation. <laughs> diamonds made from a loved one's human cremains. The idea of diamonds made from the cremains of a loved one could be considered a poetic homage. By taking just 8 ounces or 200 grams of the cremated remains of a human, we can expect enough carbon to make multiple diamonds. Typically, all the diamonds that a family wants. We store any unused carbon free for the family after their order is completed, this is a great protection in case their life gem diamonds are ever lost or stolen. I think that's dope. I think that's really neat too. Yeah, that's that Hell goes yeah. close to what I what I want to do when I'm dead. I want a cremation, and I want some of my uh, ashes pressed into a vinyl record. Some of my favorite songs. Yeah, there's a I'd company like that does that. that shit, and I think that's dope. So this yeah, we talked about that on like that episode about how how you want to be buried or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if, dim- mm. if diamonds are your thing, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's diamonds like a whole. It's, it's just friend. like pe- it's just like people wearing the the ash locket. You know, they have the uh, their oh yeah, ash like human blood their- and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I don't know about the blood. Yeah, calm down, Angelina Jolie. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But uh, but the ashes. Just you know, people have like little lockets. You know, with like a picture or a cross or something. Yeah. That's cool. Um, It also lists here an artist by the name of Andrew Krasno, who's been making sculptures using human flesh for over 20 years. Uh, In 2019, he had his first show and exhibition in London's GV Art Gallery. All the skins are gleaned from bodies that have been donated to medical science. It says here that it is a commentary on human cruelty. That guy's metal as fuck. Uh, and then this one here, Steve, <laughs> this one is for you. <laughs> so fucking creepy. Human body parts being used as the cover skin for family photo albums. <sighs> People routinely save their children's baby teeth and paste locks of hair into scrapbooks. So basically, long story short... Why don't you just use their skin to cover your photo albums? Oh, and look at the last name. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, 
gosh, what that's fucking creepy. So yeah, there you go. If you don't want to preserve your body parts in jars, just have them made into these things. Yeah, you can make your own Necronomicon. Speaking of nom nom nom, Preston, if Princess Diana's hair ain't quite your jam, see what I did there? Here's something fun about another sweet dessert treat. Preston, why don't you take it away? You know, what's what's funny is that it has nothing to do with ice cream. It just has to do with a bunch of shit frozen in ice. What? Yeah. Well, that's lame. I read it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like, clicked the link and I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. what, what does this have to do with ice cream? Well, yeah. I, you know what? I just saw a uh, article about like weird things that were found in ice cream. Oh, so you figured that's what it was. Yeah, I thought it was the same, uh, the same exact news source. Anyway, go for it, man. Pick, pick yeah. the, pick the high notes. It's a bunch of shit found in ice. So there's a mountain range in Antarctica that, as uh, parts of Antarctica have been warming up, um, it has massive amounts of like iron deposits in it. So it looks like it's bleeding like blood all over the landscape. Oh wow! Yeah, which is pretty cool. And uh, in Italy, during it looks really gross. Yeah. In Italy during World War One, um, in the year nineteen fifteen, the the war, the battles that were held there were called the White War, mm-hmm. uh, because they were held up in the mountain range, so six six thousand feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. And you know, usually you have to, as a soldier, you know, you're more afraid of being shot, um, and that's how you're killed in battle. But these soldiers had to deal with being frozen to death. And in, back in 2010, they found like 15, 20 bodies of soldiers as the ice, as there was like a, a really warm summer. So it knocked back a bunch of the ice and they found a bunch of bodies, frozen mummies of uh, soldiers from World War One. Wow. And uh, we covered it once a long time ago on a show, I think, uh, called the Otzi Man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The Utsi Man. Utsi Man. And his body was so well preserved in the ice that when they found him, they were able to replicate his larynx in his throat and reproduce what early Neanderthal man sounded like. So they were able to scan it into a computer and then, you know, forced air through it. And they made like this 3D replica of his throat and made noise and made it talk and everything. So that was actually kind of cool. Um, there's been a fuck ton of woolly mammoths that we found over the years in the ice, but we found one that still had like a juicy brain inside of it. Like the brain was so fresh that, uh, oh, really? Hannibal, yeah, Hannibal Lecter could have like ate it in a dish. So, in an ice cream. Yeah, in ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple in, in France. Let me double check and make sure that I'm reading my notes right. No, Switzerland. Let's take that back. There was a couple in Switzerland, <laughs> Francine and Marceline Dumoulin, and they were dairy farmers. And uh, imagine a blizzard like uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight, you know, massive fucking blizzard, and they're having to go out and milk the cows. Well, they went out to milk the cows and they disappeared. And this was during 1940. They mm-hmm. left behind seven children. And in 2017, when the, they had a really hot summer and some of the ice started to melt back, uh, farmers finally found their remains. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, so like, what is that, like 50, 60 years later? 75 years later. Mm. Uh, 
several different strains of bacteria have been found over the years. A woolly rhino. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even know that was such a thing, but apparently there was. We found that. Uh, frozen bones. And uh, this dude, Paul T. Walker, uh, he was convinced back in 1959 that global warming was a real thing. It was happening. So he uh, wrote a message in a bottle about how the world was going to come to an end, and he buried it in the ice. And uh, we found it back in 2013. So the, wow. ice, the ice had melted back. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. 2016. That's we found- awesome. He, that dude was fucking playing the end game. <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> right. Fuck uh, you guys. I want to show you dirty bastards. Uh, <laughs> the joke's on you, motherfuckers. Yeah, 2016, we found a frozen reindeer that was like 2,000 years old that was in, uh, affected with anthrax. So I think we talked about that too, didn't we? I think we did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's been a bunch of fucking mummies found on the, the mountains of Peru. Um, three of them were mummified children. Uh, in Antarctica, there's frozen volcanoes, and uh, there's a chance that now that the ice is melting back that the volcano gods will be awoken. <laughs> so watch out for that. Uh, the first uh, dog, the uh, what do you want to call? Um, oh, what's the fucking word that I'm looking for? Um, domesticated dog. Um, oh, it, wow, yeah, yeah. That was over like 4,000, 5,000 years old. Um, it was discovered recently um, in the ice. Uh, in Alaska, there was a forest that when the glaciers were moving down, it covered up a, like a, a forest range that had like 4,000, 5,000 year old trees. And as that started to melt back, we've recently rediscovered this dead forest and it's given science a glimpse into what, uh, you know, plant life was like four or 5,000 years ago. Let's see. Saber tooth tigers. Now, this this is like not a dead animal, but uh, uh, recently there's been this uh, picture from like Florida with the winter that we've had of this mm-hmm. alligator that uh, the lake had frozen over and its head was sticking through the ice, well, which is kind of cool because I guess it got so cold that when it was uh, hibernating during the winter to make sure that it got enough air, it just stuck its snout through the ice hole. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's That's crazy. There's what? also. Um, certain species of frogs that can do that too yeah when the uh, the summer turns into fall and fall to spring if they haven't found a, like a hole to crawl into they can be frozen into a block of ice and then as spring thaws them out they will uh, kick up their metabolism and then just kind of basically like no pun intended leap back to life well fuck me running nope Not again <laughs> And then uh, a couple of years ago, uh, out in Alaska, a guy was out hunting, and uh, he found a fox frozen, like, in this giant block of ice. Uh, there's, like, out on the lake bed, there's, like, this big block of ice, and he got up closer <laughs> to it and realized there was a fox frozen in there. And uh, the, So weird the, looking. Yeah, one of the coolest ones was uh, in 1952, um, a passenger plane was flying over Alaska, and 41 passengers and 11 crew members lost their lives, but it wasn't discovered until like 2012, 2013. Um, as that area started to heat back up again and the ice melted away, they finally found the plane crash. So that was kind of cool. Unbelievable. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I got. The rest of it's just like, you know, fucking Viking swords and yeah. other weird shit found in ice. So there you go. 
It, you know, it, it caught me off guard because the news article is fake fucking news that we have to deal with now <laughs> was listed as the ice reveals frozen remains of humans long lost to like civilization so it was supposed yeah. to be like the missing link to bigfoot i'm like holy shit this is gonna be the best fucking news article we're talking about weird news and i click on it and then it's like <laughs> 41 things found in ice fuck <laughs> you uh rocketgeek.com all right well, you tricked us because in the notes it says ice cream extravaganza or whatever the hell you put on there. So I'm like, oh, cool, weird shit found in ice cream. But that's cool, Preston. You know why? Because hit, I've hit got it covered, buddy. I always got a plan B. And like I mentioned earlier, frogs can sometimes, you know, be frozen and then thaw back out. But sometimes frogs get frozen in really unlikely places. In like 2010. A... The Hoffman family at Grand Ledge, Michigan, got a wicked surprise when they opened up a bag of frozen vegetables and discovered a stowaway amphibian frozen solid. The Hoffmans contacted the FDA, which didn't respond. They then turned to local newspapers and reported it to the news. There's that. You want to hear some other weird shit found in food? Yeah. How about a mouse and a loaf of bread? Mm, fuck that. Stephen Force of Oxshire, uh, Oxfordshire, England, discovered a dead mouse baked into a loaf of bread. <laughs> you know, as That's much good. as Corey likes bread, do you think Corey would eat that? I don't know. That's crazy. Corey. Uh, in Illinois, a man found a mouse in his can of Mountain Dew, and Ooh, then took Pep. Yeah, they took Pepsi to court over this. Um, the beverage giant disputed the claim, saying that if a mouse had in fact been canned. The dew would have dissolved the body into a jelly-like substance, ergo, he had to be fraudulent. Oh, yes. shit. If that could do that to a fucking mouse, think of, like, every time you drink a can of Mountain Dew, what it's doing to your insides. Pretty much. Oh. Pretty much. Oh. Uh, in 2011, a British grocer in Sansbury's was fined when somebody found a dead rat in a can of store-brand baked beans. Just like the Mountain Dew, Fred Daenerys Pepsi uh, can had a dead frog inside of it. He shook out the contents. Something resembling pink linguine slid out. Ugh. After further tests, they said the can contents were analyzed. It was, in fact, a frog or toad. Somebody found a serrated knife in their Subway sandwich before. Uh... Somebody found a finger in their chili when they got a cup of Wendy's chili. It says here a condom was found in somebody's clam chowder. <laughs> and a severed finger was found in some frozen custard. At Cole's Oof. frozen yogurt, somebody cut their finger off at a manufacturing plant. Somehow it ended up in the ice cream. Mix. Gross. I brought it around, folks. I brought it back to ice cream. But yeah, but then your next thing brings it back to shit found in fucking ice. So. It does. It all <laughs> comes around. Because fingers and razor blades aren't the only thing being discovered in ice, folks. In the Himalayas, supposedly, the Indian army has discovered Yeti tracks going across the snow-capped Himalayas. In a tweet accompanied by pictures, the Indian army said... It had sighted footprints that measured 32 inches by 15 inches across, 81 by 38 centimeters, very close to a camp near Mount Makalu on April 9th. 
For the first time, an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team has sighted the mysterious footprints of mythical beast Yeti. Not explaining how a mythical beast could have left footprints. Well, probably because they're the size of like three refrigerators. But anyhoozle. Located on the border between Nepal and China, Makalu is among the highest mountains in the world and stands near the Makalu Barren Valley, a remote wilderness that is said to have been surveyed by researchers before hunting for Yeti. And then the quote here from Daniel C. Taylor says, he thinks it was just bears. But then the retort is, if that is the footprint of any animal or a single animal, it's the size of a dinosaur. <laughs> right. Yeah. One needs to really confirm those measurements of footprint size because we know for sure that there were no dinosaurs living in the Barren Valley. And then, of course, it goes on to talking about different yetis and whatnot in the Himalayas. But, uh, dude, if a footprint is 32 inches long, fucking 32 inches long. That's almost three feet. That is literally the definition of Bigfoot. Yeah, that's what they call Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Big foot. Wow. Hey, and that's what they call them in Australia. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Well, Preston, why don't you take us home, buddy? Because the Yeti footprints ain't the only thing being discovered lately. Yeah, well, this this one's titled News Disaster, and when we get to the end, you'll find out why. Mm. So, what was it, like episode, I don't know, 19, episode 20, we talked sure. about uh, the uh, fucking uh, Apollo fake landing bullshit conspiracy and I got all excited when I read this article because I'm like, finally, we, we got some Richard DeRome tinfoil hat ponytail wearing society shit going on. <laughs> and uh, so it's Chinese lunar rover finds no evidence of American moon landings. That's right. Beijing top officials of the Chinese space program have come out this week and expressed their skepticism that American moon landings uh, never happened. Reports from Daily uh, Beijing Daily Express. So more than 2,000 high-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party have signed a petition this week asking explanations from the American government concerning the American moon landing after doubts arose that the Apollo moon landings ever happened. The alleged, or the allegations have come up after recent analysis of pictures taken from the Chinese Chang-4 probe that allegedly found no traces of American moon landings existing on the moon. Several high-ranking members of Chinese Communist Party even stated publicly that these latest findings proved without a doubt that moon landings were an uh, elaborately orchestrated hoax to fool the world about American space program capabilities. And it keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And then I found out that this was from worldnewsdailyreport.com, which <laughs> is known for fictitious and satirical articles so yeah. fuck you fake news once again because you crushed my fucking dream because <laughs> this awesome website here's some of the trending news articles in virginia 30 pounds of cocaine seized during dea employee party 17 federal agents oh arrested. holy shit france 91 year old catholic nun auctions her virginity to rebuild notre dame cathedral oh damn blind woman arrested after breastfeeding her guide dog in new york's subway I could see that happening. Well, a woman I mean, arrested at Apple Store after inserting half a dozen stolen iPads inside her hooter. Mm. 
<laughs> so boy, I almost spit that beer out too. Yeah, this this website's choice. <laughs> I got one here. That uh, says, oh oh my god! Look at look at the fucking tagline at the top right. World News Daily Report, where facts don't matter. <laughs> like what god. the fuck? Moon astronauts admit on deathbed Obama could be alien. There was the credibility factor. Yeah, fix it out of that tab. Oh fucking yeah. hell. It's well, there you go, funny. guys. That's a little bit of news you may have missed over the last uh, couple episodes. So that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. It was fun. Oh, yeah. You guys and ready s- to hear the yeah, Steve. encounter of the, of the week? Bring it on, man. Hit uh, us we with the We got to come up with a catchy title for this, like Rob's Robots. Like, we need a catchy yeah. title for your segment so I can make a little jingle for it. A little yeah. jingle jingle. That's, That's your homework man. between now and next week. Hell, yeah. Make, right, it, we'll make it rain, Steve. Think of something. All right, so uh, this is from the subreddit Paranormal Encounters. It's from four months ago, so it's not recent, but still pretty badass. This is from the user Miss Miss Ivy Lulu. Okay, it says, why hasn't my classmate aged at all? I'm starting to wonder what's going on with the girl I went to school with. Something isn't right. I've known this girl for over 12 years, and a few years ago, right after graduation, I heard she died. Well, later, someone just else told me that it was just a rumor. That she was fine and living in Boston. Anyway, so we were never close, but we occasionally sent messages back and forth on Facebook over the years. I noticed that at around the time those rumors started about her dying, her pictures on Facebook never changed. She would sometimes change her profile picture to another one that was already saved on her profile, but never uploaded anything new. I went back to our hometown for Thanksgiving and ran into her while I was shopping downtown. When I saw her, I was taken back. She looked exactly the same as she had years ago. And she, had, and she was even wearing an outfit that I remember seeing her in back then. At one point, she asked me to hold her soda while she looked for something in her purse. And when she handed it to me, I noticed her watch had stopped at 10.20. The clock on my phone said 4.30. Not even close. Anyway, I asked her how her family was doing because I had seen I had been friends with two of her brothers. But she got really quiet, like there was something she was holding back. She told me there, She told me where she was living now, and we continued to talk and catch up. Later, I mentioned our encounter to a friend of mine who had also known her from school, and he looked confused. He said that the apartment complex she said she lived in had burned to the ground late last year. Curious to learn more about it, my friend said he looked up the company she said she worked at, but he said she was nowhere to be found in the company directory. There was no sign of her anywhere except for an old mention of her in the archives a few years ago, which which is when the death rumor started. What does it sound like to you? There are too many weird things that don't add up. I just can't get over the fact that she hasn't aged, not in the typical kind of, oh, she looks young for her age kind of way, but in a way that is almost creepy. Right? It's weird. <laughs> I love right. Reddit stories, dude. Yeah, me too. Like, it's so, it's like, is there, is that, that really happen? Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. So, as with all these subreddit stories, you have to. Take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes people just write to write, but you never know. I would love it if there was a legitimate way on Reddit to have people notate whether, yes, this really happened, or no, this is just creepypasta creative writing. Mm-hmm. I bet there's some weird shit people have really experienced out there, and I'd love to uh, get to hear some of that. But either way, dude, I'm a huge fan of scary stories no matter what. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, I think that's a solid ep. Um, anybody got anything they want to plug? 
Yeah, as always, need a beard, want a beard. If you want to grow a beard that will make a frozen Viking jealous, check out Big Dobbs. <laughs> Beardbomb.com, where we have scents such as Dundee Cedar, Fresh, uh, Classic, Sweet Tobacco, Bay Rum, Mint. I think that's really about all he's got, right? Citrus. Everything? Citrus. I always forget citrus. We have all these wonderful scents that you can check out. And use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. 20%? Huh? The savings are huge. Get them while they last. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your infomercial voice? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, also check out our friends over at Gunslinger Soap. Uh, they have some pretty killer soap. And uh, our friends Fear and Fame over in Colorado. Steve, what's my favorite race car podcast ever? Sports Car Unleashed podcast. There you go. <laughs> check she was out. Watch, he was watching my stream earlier this week. Oh, that was yeah. Pretty fun. Shit, yeah. That's our buddy Rich. Check out uh, Mark's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage, and check out his video game streaming, Attack the Backlog, where he goes back and plays some pretty classic games and gives a little review while he's doing so. Steve, you got anything, buddy? Yeah, check out our uh, Facebook page, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Check out our Instagram, PXLP Paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> PXL Paranormal. There you go. Uh, and as always, give them things a follow, share the posts, helps get the word out. And you can uh, find me on Mixer if you would like to watch me play some video games. I'm always promoting the podcast on there as well. So go to Mixer.com and just type in Big Steven, B-I-G-S-T-3-P-H-3-N. And yeah, come say hi. Yeah, and uh, speaking of coming by and saying hi... We're going to give out some free spooky hugs at the Bearded Monkey Beard Comp here in Wichita on uh, June 22nd. Come by, check us out. It's going to be at Barley Corns. It's going to be a great time. Going to be lots of really badass stuff there. Lots of really great beards. And uh, you know what? It's going to be for a, for a good cause as well. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Anybody else got anything they want to throw in? Nope. Nope. I'm excited for garage sales tomorrow. Let's hope we find yeah. you that Ouija board. I'm going to be up at the butt crack of dawn. Word up. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time when we get into some weird elf and alien abduction stories. Ooh. Whoop, whoop. All right, y'all. Peace. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. It puts the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Is that old man Buffalo Bill? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd fuck me.